Mic check, are we good? Are we outside? Oh, Microphone yeah. check, one, two, one, two. I'm assuming that's an expression. What, we're yeah. outside? We're outside. That's what yeah. the young people say. Yeah. Once you're outside, you're doing stuff. You don't <laughs> go outside to you <laughs> to do stuff. <laughs> Y'all right. letting all my good air out. That's what I thought it was. See what I'm saying? See, don't don't let the good air out. Look that's exactly how that goes. Yeah, did you, hey, look, did you hear Yolanda a minute ago? She had her, she had her microphone check. <laughs> well, look, Yolanda, what'd you do? What, uh, how's your what, microphone check? What, Which, what voice did you have? Oh, uh, my credit union voice. Oh. Because <laughs> you just can't go up in the credit union and like, give me my damn money. You can't just uh, no. say that. You got to <laughs> finesse it. You have to, profe- you, have to you know, preface it with, good, good morning. Hello, oh. hi. How's everybody doing? Oh, a strong and greeting. It's a, it's a lovely day. Hi, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, and I came for such-and-such and such-and-such. And, such and, such. and it, has, it has to be a lilt in your voice. Yeah, you you know, cannot no. have aggression when you want to withdraw funds. Even so market, true. So true. Like, oh, my God. Money. Who have you ever been able to talk rough to and get some money at the end? Nobody. Nope. Nobody. Well, only, Nobody. Only if you're a bully or your name is Debo. They use, yes. yes. They hand out time for that. And or <laughs> and or the gooch. The gooch. Oh, that's true. I'm Brett Reeves. And I'm Juan Reeves. We're second generation restaurant owners carrying on our father's legacy. We've been on a number of TV shows from Good Morning America to Guy's Grocery Games. And now we're starting our own podcast. Some people say that he's a handsome guy, even so much so he's pretty. This dude is definitely fun. Together, that makes us pretty funny. What's up, y'all? Listen, uh, one. It's this a special is, day. Why, what, what, why is it special? It's a special day because for two reasons. Okay. One, this is the first official Pretty Funny Podcast. Pretty, pretty Funny Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're wondering why, you're not wondering why if you're watching, but if you're at home and you're listening to this on the radio in your car. Yeah. The reason it's called Pretty Funny is because this gentleman to my right is one handsome joker. I, listen, that's not a okay. <laughs> And I've had many people tell me your brother is so handsome. Now, he is funny. No, that dude is funny. Facts. So what we realize is when we're together, that pretty much makes us pretty funny. Yeah. Weeknights yeah. at 8. <laughs> Boom. Done deal. I'm still pushing but that what agenda. Makes it super special is we have okay. the great. Oh, my God. And she's a local celebrity. Yeah. And she's a Dallas site, graduate of Booker T. Washington's High School for Performing Arts. Yep. Visual performing arts and visual arts. Yep. She appeared in films like Robocop. What? Robocop? Hey. Robocop? Point blank. Okay. And uh, she's also been on Friday Night Lights. Oh. But in addition, she's a, she was the voice of the award winning CB uh, CW33. Uh, uh, news mix. Oh yeah, she, was, she won awards on that show. But what's really special is okay right now. Okay, currently, yeah, she's on the hottest show on daytime TV in Dallas. It's called Fun on the Run with Yolanda. Fun on Williams. the Run with Yolanda Williams. So welcome to the Pretty Funny Podcast, Miss Yolanda Williams, and and that credit union voice. Oh yes. <laughs> Yolanda! Oh Hi. my God! Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Can you just like travel with me everywhere I go and like introduce me every time I walk into a room? That would be like really cool. Dundee. Everybody Dundee. has theme music. I just need theme dialogue. How about that? Hey. We, we cool. We can do that. Okay. You. Okay. We, we got no problem with that. And we'll just pass out chopped beef sandwiches along the there way. There you go. <laughs> 
See, now you know how to bring in the sponsors. Look, let me tell you. Jesus passed out what the, what was it? Five loaves and two fish. How many? Two. Two fish. Catfish basket. There you go. Catfish. It really was the first legitimate catfish basket. Nobody wants to admit that. Yes. They're very good, Suave Burgundy. Thank you. That's how you know he was black. Yeah. Hey, but that's a whole nother episode. That's right. That's a whole nother episode. Oh, my gosh. Right? That's not religion. That's historical facts. Look, hot sauce in your bag. Swing. Hey. It's irrefutable evidence. Boom. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Dade. Dr. Dade knows. He knows. He knows, he hey, knows all the facts. He's, but he's who educated. is the show sponsored by? The show is sponsored by Smokey John's Barbecue Sauce and Barbecue Rub. What is it for? It's for your meat. Boom. <laughs> all right, Yolanda, listen. Oh, my God. You have an amazing history, background, Juan's, you know, Juan's a research person. He's the Googler schmoogler. Oh, no, no, no. He, he's going to get, he gets deep into okay. the history mm-hmm. and he finds out everything about someone. Oh, but Lord. this is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> you, you have been doing like entertainment for a long time. Long time. When did you, like, when did the entertainment bug hit you? Oh, wow. So we going back a couple of generations. My grandfather danced in vaudeville. Oh wow! We didn't know. No, we didn't know. Yeah, that. are you serious? I kid you not. My uh, my mom and a lot of people really didn't talk about it. Not that they were ashamed of it, but I guess it was just one of those side conversations. Now, don't get me wrong. He he was a uh, you know hardworking man. He yeah. worked at a hardware store and he did a lot of things. And he went you know he fought in the war and everything. Yeah. But there's this really cool picture, and I'll have to find it. He used to, he did something called the red rag dance, and he actually did it like uh, I think when he was overseas. And then when he came back, what? Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So my mom had ten brothers and sisters. Okay, Ooh. all of them, uh, most of them played or sang or sang, the, you know, played the piano. Yeah. And uh, my grandfather was very musical and everything. And one thing that's really cool, my my mother's parents were so <laughs> supportive of their children. I'm gonna tell you something that's really crazy. So we're talking about a couple of decades. I mean, not a couple of decades, but a few decades ago. Yeah. My grandfather did not teach his male sons how to drive, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. He didn't teach them how to drive? Okay, there's a, there's a logic to this. Okay. He did not want them to become settled and become chauffeurs or drivers for people here in the South. Oh. So, which made them. Wow. So, it made, because wow. he knew if they knew how to drive, that they would stay in the community where they were, and they would just kind of be settled and okay with that. But mm. my my uncles actually went up went up north. So one went to D.C., a couple went to Chicago, and I don't think anybody went to the West Coast, but they all became, like, you know, lawyers or, uh, you know, or my, one of my uncles was an optometrist, you know, that type of thing. So it kind of forced them to go a step further to be an overachiever, wow. if so, you will. So not teaching them to drive was, like, to really push them to be professionals. Yeah, so 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 the initial thought is when you hear somebody say something like that, you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's not really giving them any tools to... No, he was like, if I teach them how to drive, this is really all they're going to be wanting to do because it probably was immediate good money at right. that time. Right, 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 right. So he... And, I, and I've and i often heard this story, them mm-hmm. talk about it at the table, like at Thanksgiving, and I was just like, wow. He was... That and, is, that's, that's remarkable. That's some incredible, yeah. incredibly intuitive... The foresight. The foresight to yeah. say, hey, if I give, it's like some skill sets will actually set you back because it won't push you to explore. Mm-hmm. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and one of my uncles was one of the first uh, black male, uh, cur- uh, he was a colonel in the U.S. Army. Oh, wow. wow. And at that time, it was not, you know, a lot of black colonels in the Army. 
And then he was a lawyer as well, and he traveled all overseas. I mean, I remember them going to Japan and just bringing us all kinds of cool stuff back, you know. Wow. So these are kind of like, uh, uh, you know, conversations that yeah. that we had. And like you said, it doesn't seem logical at the time. No, right. Because people only can see so far in front right. of them. But he was like, no, if I give this to you, you're going to stay right here. You're not going to want to ever want to be anything bigger or better than that. And I know, <laughs> like, it's crazy. He's and not having his sons drive Miss Daisy. Wow. That right. That's an, wow. And yeah. And so even hearing those stories, like like how did that hit you? Like just hearing those stories to realize and it sounds like this this is some this is a strong pedigree. Well, yes. I'm, well, <laughs> I well, I'll be honest with you. So I, I I recently just told this story to a few people. All of my cousins, not all of them, most of them work in television or radio uh industry. And I never had a longing to have my own TV show. I, I was in a different form of television. I mean, I did film right. and television, like sitcoms and things like that. I never thought I would ever have my own show or do voiceovers or things like that. So one of my cousins used to be an anchor on CBS Evening News. And mm -hmm. one of my, another one of my aunts, she actually was at a very popular radio station in New York City called WBLS back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I used to hang around them. And I always talk about being in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my mom used to always say, Watermel watermelons don't fall from apple trees. And I used to know <laughs> what she meant by that. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you, I was always in the arena or in the region. And I would be hanging out with my aunt when she would have like a 6 a.m. shift on a radio station. And I would get in a, in a, a car with her and we'd go downtown. And I would be like sitting, you know, hanging around just, and I was young. And I would hear her go, okay, next on, she would do, she would do voice over like tags, like next on Showtime or next right. on HBO and things like that. So she made a, a living as a voiceover type of talent. But it never occurred to me mm -hmm. that I would be doing the same thing as they're doing. One of my cousins had a national radio show, talk show. I, I just, I mean, I never, that was, I mean, I was always hanging around them. Yeah. I was in theater. I was in musical theater. So you could say... Some of that kind of residue kind of rubbed off on me, but to be just like made up, made up my mind yeah. and said, "God, this is what I'm going to do." That never crossed my mind to be in this where I am right now with the show. Yeah, that's amazing. So obviously, that means your family yeah. had no issue. Your your parents were great with you deciding to go to Booker uh, T or entertainment. No. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So let's back up. Wait a minute. No. That's a legacy. No, rewind. So you have to understand. So my mom my mom is the youngest of 10, and my dad was a, he had 10 brothers and sisters, too. Okay. So it was a requirement that they all go to HBCU or, okay. you know, go to college. My parents had master's degrees in their respective fields. My dad was a, a taught chemistry, biology, and physics, and my mom was a music teacher. Now, to be musically inclined, yes, I could have that type of thing. But to make a living at it, heck no. You almost <laughs> made me cuss. So, so when I told my parents that I was in the third grade, I told my mom, I said, Mom, look, hey, I got this really great idea. Uh -huh. um, I said, I want to go work at Disney. I want to sing and dance and be in the Mickey Mouse Club. True story. Mm -hmm. I said, you, by you being a teacher, you could travel on the road with me. You could be my tutor. I said, we could really work this out. We, you know. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to interrupt. Did you say third grade? I was in third grade. I told her this. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And oh. she says, no. So I always had a fascination to be with Mickey Mouse and working at Disney. Right. Fast forward to when I was 36 years old. I actually did finally get a job working at Disney. And then when I finally got my apartment, I moved the floor. My parents looked at me. You've been working on this idea <laughs> for a long time. And I was like, yeah. So it's funny how you speak things to existence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my mom's just like, no, you're, you're not going to do that. Oh, no, you're going to wow. go to school. Wow. So I, I always say this. I 
I don't I don't want to say I'm I'm sure they wanted me to finish college and do all that. Yeah. But honestly, I just I was bored to death. Mm. I tell people when you have teachers as parents everything it was like a national geographic special at my house every day we couldn't watch i love lucy i couldn't watch uh um little rascals my mom always has doing something constructive like crossword puzzles and mosaic (laughs) tiles and and i was like jesus lord look and on saturday morning she would be practicing her music (laughs) for church it was a battle between james cleveland and bugs bunny and i was like okay Mm. so i'm gonna have to give here right 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 (laughs) it's why we Sounds like James won. Though, yeah, huh? James Cleveland won, and, oh. Bugs, and 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 I'm sorry, like Elmer Fudd said, two whittle, two weight. Two, <laughs> two was just no, no. So, um, so was there a point where they're like, okay, you're good at this. This is your calling. I'm gonna tell you exactly that moment. Uh-huh. So when I filmed RoboCop, so the year after the movie came out, maybe a two, maybe two three years, that's when I started to realize what residuals and royalties were. I had never that had never been a part of my conversation. That had never been a part of my education in the show business because I had such a I didn't have a small small part, but at that time I had a speaking role. Right. So when I went to the mailbox and got my first royalty check. I remember opening it up and I just was stunned on the on the front step. My father came out there and he because he heard the door open, but he heard me come back in. Yeah. And so my daddy was like one of those people. I love my dad. He could keep a secret. He and he he had a great poker face. And my mom was just the opposite. She was like dramatic. You know, she was like a twenty four hour cup of coffee. Uh oh. And so um, <laughs> I remember showing my daddy the check and he looked at me and I looked at him and I remember he he said, "Don't tell your mama." Oh. And I was like. Yeah. So at the time, SAG had like a little um, blue and yellow, like certain postmark uh-huh. on the thing. So the running joke at home when the check came, because my dad would usually beat us all in mailboxes. This is when I was still living at home. And I think I had my permanent address. He would he would knock on my door and go, yo, young blood. Um, <laughs> he said, wait, 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 wait. He said, young blood? Young blood. Oh. He said, your uh, daddy was so cool. I, I love my dad. So cool. My dad said, uh, young blood. Envelope with the blue and the yellow is in the box. Uh oh! <laughs> you might want to hit it. You want to hit it for your mama get out there. And I was like, <laughs> so that we used to laugh about that. But I'm telling. You, so here's the thing: the Royals was really good in the beginning. It actually helped me like put a down payment like on a few things. You know, I'm oh, hey, it was money, money. It was money, money. Yeah, wow. long check. And you know what? And here's the thing: the the checks are not as big as they used to be years ago. Right. We're talking about like in the 80s, with well, 30 some years now, right? 35 probably. Look, it pays for something. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, I and every now and then I'll get an international like something from overseas. It's wait a like Yolanda, you still wait are you still getting checks? So so I'll be honest with him. It may be, and I'll, I'll be transparent. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. It, it probably may be like anywhere from two to three hundred dollars a year now. But in the beginning, it was not that small. It was like in the thousands. Sure. You know? yeah. yeah, but at Ooh. that time, well, yeah. I mean, that was that's a, that was a that was a huge film. It was a huge film. And was and it expected to be that? Successful? No, no. And that's the crazy part because it was such a sleeper. But here's the thing, even when they did the remake in 2014, you have to understand that piques the interest of a viewer to go back and look at the, the original. One, yes. So when you see when when those when those statements come, it'll say cable, free TV, uh, uh, a DVD or those like DVD sales or to say digital sales because right. people, you know, they're clicking sure. late at night. Mm-hmm. Amazon, they're yeah. you're downloading them. Yeah. Know, though we get a percentage of those things. And here's the thing, I am such a I have 
maybe total five lines in this movie. Yeah. And uh, think about the people who who are higher up than me and sure. what they get. So yeah, I know. That is awesome. Cigarette and pantyhose, man. Oh, right? Yeah. Man. For real, for real. For real, for real. But I'm gonna tell you, I am always so grateful because. <laughs> Every now and then, you know, I'll just like set them aside. Me, me and one of my friends was laughing one day. I think I got a check for like 50 cents. And I was like, man, the postage and the print of the paper cost more than what the <laughs> right, check was. Right, right. So hey, like, well, I'm a cashier, though. Uh, right. <laughs> I really am. Stack yeah. That up. Yeah. Stack but, it up. you know, I, I wish that somebody had explained to me early on in my career that mm. those are the type of things to look forward to. But I'm going to wow. tell you, that's the reason why you see such a shift from people in the music business going into television and film because that's long money. Mm-hmm. True. You know? That and, makes sense. That makes think, a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and because when you're in a group like Wu-Tang or Earth, Wind & Fire, remember right. Cameo and SOS Band and all that? 19 people in the band. How are you going to split a check with 19 people in the band? Yeah. George Clinton and the boys. And then you have to play the record company back for the front money that they did for the music video and all that other stuff. So it's a lot of things. You know, You know, we call it show business. Right. But there's the there's the business part of that show that right. nobody talks about. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you talk you talk about Robocop, right? Like So just so you know, like to this day, <laughs> one of our catchphrases to each other is no. I'll buy that for a dollar. I know, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean that's the, that was a big movie for us. And oh we, yeah. And then, you know, when we figured out watching it that it was shot in Dallas. So yes. that was even cooler. It's like, oh that's that's Reunion Arena. That's a, uh what is it? Yes. A, yeah. a, a region the uh, High Regency. Right. So it's like, it was always a, that was a big movie for us. So Let was, me tell you, I am friends with the people who do the ballistics and all the uh, handling of all the guns and the arm, artillery and everything in the movie. Wow. Uh, Randy Fife. Uh, I just interviewed him a few months back. I saw that I on your show. such mad yeah. respect for him. Let me tell you a little known fact that, because I love, I love knowing just obscure stuff like this. Do you know what they run through uh, gasoline pumps to make it look like gasoline on a film set. What what do you think that is to get that coloring and that look? What do you think that is? Lemonade. Cram- Apple juice. Cranberry juice. Cranberry, Cranberry juice. juice. Wow. Yeah. And that gives it the right look. And yes. Wow. And those are the things that, you know, you learn on set when you're sitting there with knowledgeable people. I'm going to tell you something. I was so blessed to have people around me yeah. who taught me so much. Robert Dokey, I'm going to tell you who Robert Dokey is. You need to Google him on IMDb. Robert Dokey was a TJ. Remember Florence's boyfriend that spent the night and Mr. Jefferson got mad? Remember? And he kicked him out and hit on Mr. Oh, Jefferson's I robe? I actually do. So that yes. actor's name is Robert Dokey. Okay. And Robert Dokey, he's passed on, but he was in the movie with me. And he, uh, by me being a young black kid on set, I was probably the only black female lead in the movie. Yeah. And he told me, he said, he said, little sister, what I want you to start doing is the nights that you're not shooting, you need to be on set so you can learn. And right. which was so true. Cause hmm. I, he said, you need to be acclimated with the terminology. So when they say things to you, you won't, they won't look like you're speaking Japanese to you. So, you know, so like terms like back to one, all right, yeah. check the gate, things right. like that. And so I, I would come on nights and I would get permission from the producer and I would sit like where the sound guys were. And at that time I used to have a Walkman and the Walkmans, you know, they had radios on them. I don't know if you had the radio on the Walkman oh, yeah. and I would turn mine all the way down to the AM dial and I would be on the same frequency as the sound people, so everybody... You have an eavesdropper. And they taught me how to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I was learning everything on set by 
And I'm an electronic junkie anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And yeah. I was loving it. Every, and look, I probably paid $200 for that Walkman and dropped it three times on the dark bus. You know, but I was putting it back. It was like a JVC little, little Walkman. Not on the dark bus, though. It was bad. It was bad. Like, I was riding dark before it was dark, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I learned. I would sit there and I would listen mm. and just watch. And the sound guy, you know, swore me to secrecy. You know, don't tell anybody I touch I do this. He said, but I want you to be able to learn. And I just, I'm ever so grateful for them because they didn't have to do that. No, yeah, that's Not awesome. at all. And they knew it was my first time being on set. And it was just like, um, it was like, it was like going to school on the job training yeah. and trying to appear like I've been there the whole time right. and not to seem so green here. But I really didn't know. I have a clue. But you know what's cool too? Listen to that is just the fact that they, you know, allowed you to come in mm-hmm. right? and 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 gave you that access because sometimes you know you hear the stories yeah uh, i ain't showing you nothing exactly you because know, you, people you know what that is so true because people <laughs> always think if i share my knowledge with you then you'll become my competition exactly right. and that right. is not what it is no uh-uh, not at all let me tell you there's a little young guy i just met the other day in one of my classes he um eight years no he's 10 his name is philip and I had to go introduce myself to his mother because he was just something about him that was just so. And I'm actually going to put him on fun on the run because just sitting there talking to him, he was just. I was, you know, you know when people have oh, yeah. yep. it. Oh Absolutely. yeah. You know, and yep. this little boy made me laugh. I think I bought some art supplies, and he told me. He said, "Michelin, where you get that from?" And I said, "I bought off of Amazon." Now you know you spent way too much money. You could have went to Walmart and bought that. <laughs> and y'all, I bust that laugh because this little ten year old kid clocked me, and I said. I said, thank you, young man. Thank you so much. I'm t- you talking about uh, that you have it, but we saw her. Oh. Oh, my God. So probably the, the zombie the uh-huh. zombie episode. Oh, yeah, my zombie episode. That, oh, when we saw that, I think man. Britt and I were like, she's Uh-oh. got something going. She's, oh, you're, wow. You're, yeah. and, and, this girl bad. Yeah, for sure. And wow. what's interesting too, though, Cohen, going back to the sharing the knowledge. Right. You've done that with us. Wow. You know, we're shooting yes. our yes. our shooting yeah. our what's for lunch. You gave us the idea about getting the GoPros. Yep. You told us about getting the good mics, the mm-hmm. goads, the roads. Yeah. The road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I've and I've seen. You know, that's how our dad was. Absolutely. If someone was starting a restaurant, he'd help them. He'd talk to them. Exactly. And it's like, what's when you have the attitude that you're that we're all in this together mm-hmm. and we're all gonna prosper, yep. then you're blessed. I mean, look, you Thank help you us Juan. a little bit in a couple couple months. Later, I know. You come back about, I know. I got right? show. Right. Yeah. I mean, look. I know. Look, look, look. Juan, her own show. Her own show. <laughs> Uh-oh. Fun on Show. the run with Yolanda Williams. Fun on the run. You know what? That, you know what? Weekdays at 4 o'clock. That yes. process is so crazy. And, you know, the testimony in all of that is, you know, um, we always say God can see up the corner, around the block. Uh, every, and mm. I really did not see that coming. I really didn't. And wow. a lot of people think that I did. Mm-hmm. And I go, no, I was actually cool where yeah. I was. was just, you know, producing the morning show. Right. Yeah. And it's so crazy. I can see it for other people, right. but I couldn't see it for myself. Nope. But I think that's the way life is. God is not going to show you everything. What's the point of living? He's going to give you the answer to everything. Man, that's, that's a big one, though, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's why sometimes I just have to point out that he's not just a pretty face. He's also a really bright guy. Because the same this thing. Is, he, he, he always just, with this. He's focused on everybody else. Did he just throw shit? I mean, just... <laughs> just Yolanda, just, just all in the middle of the interview, I'm just, just ah, ah, willy nilly. <laughs> I'm just saying. That girl said willy nilly. I do have a question though. Okay, uh, uh, yes. Okay. So you 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 do RoboCop. You do some other films. 
but then it happens. How did the Disney thing come about? You spoke it, but then mm-hmm. how do you end up dancing and singing at Disney? Okay, so true story, verbatim, and y'all may fall out the chair laughing. We, are one. we ready right now? So my friend Liz, <laughs> brace myself. My friend Liz, who I have sung and danced with in many a show, she I'm at home watching Judge Mathis eat mm-hmm. some donuts. This is a true story. <laughs> I'm on my couch, <laughs> and she goes, "Yo." Disney's in town today over at Salmon's. You need, this was like, nine, this was in the year 2000. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. She said, okay. uh, no, it might have been 2000. No, it was 2001. She says, yo, you need to go audition for them. I said, well, what am I going to do? Right. She said, girl, just go, you know, do, you know, pick something. She said, they, they don't come to town often. You need to go do it. Yeah. And so because she said to do it, that's my best friend. I said, okay, fine, I will. I go on, find my one of my little great uh, one of my driving wigs, not my cooking wig. You Uh-oh. don't you don't sing in a cooking wig because it got <laughs> smell like chicken grease. But anyway, so I I, I put my wig on. Write that down, Brent. Do not sing in your cooking <laughs> wig. You yes, know you got Grace. different wigs for different Let me things. Take that note. I got that. So I put on Virginia and I get in the car and I go over to Salmon's, and I'm you know as a singer I always got music you know like eight bars. And I said oh I'm gonna sing something. Oh wow! I'm gonna sing them from Smokey Joe's Cafe. That that that, that was the name of the show. Yeah. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, so I'm singing this song, and there I walk in, and it's like a, a long table of overseas uh, casting people. They're from Japan, mm-hmm. and so they very little. They didn't speak English, you know. Some of them did, but they had a spokesperson. <coughs> Excuse me. So mm-hmm. I sang, and I turn, and they didn't say anything. I was like, okay, that went, that went, you know. So I'm turning to walk out. And then another lady on the end, she goes, wait, wait, wait. She says, hold up. She says, Yolanda, I want you to sing that again, but I want to put you on tape. And I said, okay, okay, okay sure. <laughs> right. Sure. So they, they, I sing again, put me on tape. And I was like, okay, fine. About two weeks later, I'm sitting at home, chilling. Donuts, at, Judge Mathis. Not this time. Okay. Thank, thank you, Juan, for <laughs> the continuity. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I look at the call ID. It says Walt Disney World. I froze. Oh. And I looked at that, and I was like, Wait oh, a minute. okay. So I pick up the phone, I, and you know, you go, hello. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it Credit was Russ Jordan. I know, right? <laughs> and it was Russ Jordan. Russ Jordan was the most feared man at Disney because he was in casting. Mm. I never get here red hair. He introduced himself. He says, Yolanda, my name is Russ Jordan. He says, I am casting director for Walt Disney World Worldwide. Mm. He said, I saw your videotape of you singing. He said, I think there's a really great group that you could be a part of here. He says, uh, I'd like to fly you in for a callback here at Epcot. Oh, uh, boy. And I said, okay. Deal. So at the time, I didn't have a dog, cat, boyfriend, nothing. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, okay. And I I took the chance, and I flew down there. I get there. The, the, the Disney people pick me up at the airport. They take me to um, property. True story. I'm in the bathroom washing my hands. Mm-hmm. Because I just, you know, got out off the shuttle. Yeah. There's a lady that walks out of one of the stalls and she looks over and she says, You're Yolanda, aren't you? Wait a minute. Wait what? a minute. Wait a minute. Out the and stall? Out the stall. And I look at her and I go, and I, this is freaking me out. I'm like, okay, I don't know this lady. I'm not even from Florida. And I say, Yes, ma'am. She says, Hi. She says, I'm gonna she says, I'm gonna be playing for you today. I'm gonna be uh, I'm your accompanist. And I said, Okay. She says, uh, come on upstairs. Let's go over your music before everybody gets there, and then that way you can kind of get acclimated. I said, okay. So I drop my hands. I go upstairs. So she goes through all my music, and then then the people start walking in. That wasn't nothing but God either, too. No doubt. So we, 
I get in there, I sing for them. It's probably one of the most intimidating auditions of my life. About eight to ten people in there, and they're all stone faced and they're looking. Right. And they tell me, they say, "Okay, you want know, to hold tight for a minute? We're going to go in another room and discuss." And I go, "Okay." They go in another room. They come back out and say, "Can you be back in ten days?" And I look at them and I go, "Are you serious?" <laughs> they were like, "Yeah." You didn't even did you, did you have a feel for how it was going? No, or? not at all. Not now at looking all. back, can you say honestly with a that you killed it? I, you know what, I, I I think I did well, but I don't think I killed it because once I got back and I started being in those rehearsals with people who were ten times uh, a little bit more talented, I, I but I've never been in a room with that many talented, incredible people in my life. Wow. It makes you want to come up on your game. It's like really crazy. And I just recently on my show about maybe about three weeks ago, I interviewed my show director at Disney who actually was my wow. resident. And so his yep. name is Deke Sharon and yep. he is the vocal arranger for all of this uh what's these movies? A pitch perfect movies, the, oh, all, yeah, of, yeah. all the yeah. acapella movies. Oh wow. That's his job. That's what he does. Wow. And I started out with him at Disney. Wow. So he's still with Disney or is that No, yeah, right? he's still with Disney in a way, but not at the park. But I tell you, he was responsible for us singing for Julie Andrews and Mickey Rooney when they were on property and Michael Eisner, folk like that. Wait a minute, oh, you, wow. did you meet all of these I people? I sang for them. Are you wow. serious? I kid you not. And I'm telling Mickey you. Mickey Rooney? Julie that's, Andrews. That's like, oh that's like Disney goodness. royalty I mean, that's in a way. Absolutely. But in a way, that is totally Disney royalty. Let me tell you, we worked hard. Six shows a day, uh, you know, at Monday through Friday. Six shows a day? Six shows a day. So we're talking about a 15-minute set, but like every hour on the hour yeah. at Epcot. But, you know, you're in an a cappella group. You're wow. singing in a rotunda. The sound goes up, come down, so you don't sing with a microphone. Right, right. So after a while, you start to do the math. You go, okay, I ain't going to have no voice in about a few years. Let yeah. me back up from this. <laughs> right, right, no, right. But the experience that I and the, the just the being around that many people, people I'm still friends with to this day, just amazing folk. Like Titus Burgess. Titus used to sing at Animal Kingdom. He oh, sang wow. at my friend Robert's Way. I mean, we're like all friends. I mean, wow. yeah, so it's just really cool to see people, what's it say, it started from the bottom, now we're hey. here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yes. I, 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 it's the most valuable information that I've ever learned that really applies to me and what I'm doing. It's all about pre-production. Yeah. Like, say, for instance, holding on to my temperament when something goes wrong and I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do. Like, say, for instance, right now, we used to sing in a, a, a eight-voice group and a guy be on the upright bass. He gives a tone. Doom, that's the pitch. Everybody's going to start on pitch. Well, I'm holding that note in my head. Here comes somebody on one of them little, them little things. Dee, 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 dee. Oh, it changed no. the whole pitch. And I'm like, okay, that ain't the note. Uh-uh. And then I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, okay, can you give me that note again? I can't say it. And I'm leaning in. And then he gives me a pitch. So it teaches you how to be focused right, as right. a musician. And it's funny because I am a musician first, and I base everything that I do on music. Really? Yeah. Now that's crazy. That's wild. You know, oh it's got to have an intro. It's got to have a bridge. It's got to have a close. It's got uh, it's the tempo's got to be, you know, even in the dialogue. Like, even when we do video packages, if the music isn't underneath, that, th- that thread of that music isn't right, yeah. it doesn't match the footage, right. then I got to fix it. Right. See, Dr. Dave know about this. I mean, you know, it, it, I, this brother here has had some amazing mm-hmm. uh, songs. I think you got a. Uh, uh, Man, you got one of those tight joints with Bomb B. I mean, woo! 
there's an experience or two on my resume. Nothing like my auntie though. Right. Auntie, is, oh. auntie, is, is, auntie has been a whole flex this whole episode. Right. It's oh, just straight wow. up, right? Yeah. Wow. So, Mickey Rooney. Oh, so, you know, God. for Black History Month, we are focusing yes. on local media, yeah. mm-hmm. sp- specifically some of the black media. Um, do you, do you, cause I, I want to bring this back to what you just shared. But right. Right. Do you remember, is there anybody that you influenced you, like, that was in the media as you were growing up? Like, wow. from that? Because. Uh, answer that part first you know what growing up in this city um i would say iola johnson gotta be yep gotta be because there really wasn't a whole you know her and clarice tinsley were like the first iola was the first Mm -hmm. you know black female anchors on on a on a networks Mm -hmm. you know that i that i remember (coughs) excuse me and i remember when my cousin worked at channel eight here in dallas i met iola when i was a kid Oh wow! I did meet her. She was very pleasant, really kind. Yeah, you know. I I also understand now, people in that position they have a buffer kind of around them. It's like a protective, yeah, coating between them and the public. And right. I get that now, that you just can't give everybody all of yourself. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're all sitting in the mezzanine, and some people in the VIP section. You <laughs> know, but <laughs> I understand it. But she was she wasn't. You know, I don't want to misrepresent Iola. She wasn't exactly like familiar, but I don't. You shouldn't expect her to be that no. way, you know, because she really didn't know me. But she was kind, right? And you know, but it was really brief. But now that I am in that position, now I understand. Right, you yeah. guys say some for yourself. Gotcha. Yeah. Was it in, like uh, did it did it in, inspire you at all? Like being able to see Iola on television because we've talked to some other, uh, you know female african-americans mm-hmm. that just see an iola period yeah just on the news and i'm gonna tell you it's because you see them every day they're local see they're reachable mm-hmm. yeah they're attainable yeah and it's some some about that we, we have a little bit more admiration and reverence for them than we do somebody who's like a celebrity celebrity right, right. i don't know what that is about it but i think it's because we see them every day, yeah, and we're having a conversation with them, you know. Right. So it, it's a little different. It rubs a little different. I think what yeah. happens too is because they're, they're local. They're talking about things, places, things you know about, exactly. places you've been, mm-hmm. things that are familiar already to you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's almost like you've had a shared experience more so than with someone who's like on the national media. So I think we have that experience with with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. With, with, yeah. Uh, with, so when we were kids, I always used to hang at dad's club. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I feel like as a young child, I may have seen her in a more relaxed environment. I, right. I, she wouldn't know me if mm-hmm. I didn't say, hey, I'm Smokey's son. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I remember seeing her and, and, and Clarice and a lot I of. I Clarice was gorgeous. I was in love with Clarice. I was like, Clarice Tinsley. <laughs> I'm watching the news. I don't even know what they're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Yolanda, I'd be like this. My mom be like, why are you always on? In, no, you come in when the news is on. I'm on on time, too. I'm sitting. This my hey, show. Hey, <laughs> You, don't, you like, say, you like, don't want to watch Fat Albert? Right. You don't want to watch? No, here's the, no, here, but <laughs> Not interested. Do you remember how we used to do it? Because <laughs> we watched mostly Channel 8. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we would turn over and watch Clarice yep. right before um, Carol Burnett came Yes, out. we did. Yes, that's oh, yes, right. we did. We so, were a big yeah. Carol so Burnett fans. Oh, I'm big Carol Burnett fans. Oh, trust me. Oh, yeah. So we're going to, if you turn on right at the right time, you can catch a little bit of Clarice. That's right. As you lead into Carol Burnett. Hey, and so that hey was Clarice. that was kind of our that was kind of our <laughs> deal there because we we're, we're always been into comedy and yeah. Carol Burnett is, is she you know I would say Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball are yeah. like my two let favorites. me tell you comedy and karate movies are my favorite and and nobody knows I just do 
Hashtag karate and comedy. Karate and comedy. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. And, then, and when they're both together. We need to make that on. a segment. So what's your, yes. okay, so what, so what's your favorite karate? Mine is Black Belt Jones. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Into the Dragon. Oh, my God. Black Belt Jones is like my favorite movie. Y'all ain't seen him when they're at the funeral and they're doing the karate moves around the <laughs> Oh, casket. yeah. Y'all ain't seen that. What are you talking about? Come on. My other, my other favorite movie, Willie Dynamite. Willie Dynamite. Down, Dynamite. coming down the stairs. Oh. oh. Man. Come on. Come on. Roscoe Orman has the best <laughs> testimony. Roscoe Orman was a Shakespearean actor. He, like him and, um, oh, what's my other boy that was Blackula? Oh, uh. Um, oh, uh. Um, Oh, it'll come to me anyway. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And he, he he stays in a black exploitation movie one year, then he becomes Gordon on Sesame Street for the next. Bad man. Come on. That's what? a bad that's man. A, that's a good transition. You got a good agent. You know what? We know this black exploitation yes. film thing is really working out for you. But we have something better over here. It's going to last for you're, 35 or 40 right. years. And you're going to be spelling and counting. <laughs> Sign me up. Come straight off the track, <laughs> right to Sesame Street. Let's get these, let's get these times tables. I know, right? Right? <laughs> these time tables. What'd you say, nice day? I'm trying to multiply. No, what's that? Uh, carry the one. Carry the one. Yes. Carry the one. Straight yes. to my pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Golly, that's amazing. Was it William Marshall? William Marshall, yes, that's my boy. Yes, he has some of the best dialogue because it's and you talking about really straight up credit union voice. It's a British credit union voice. Oh wow! And he's talking to that. He says, "Brother, he's, he's supposed to be Blackula. You know, he's the Black Dracula, right? Brother, you have to watch that whole dialogue. On, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> go to go to YouTube and watch that whole dialogue when he was on the sidewalk. Say, say, brother, what's up with the cape? You gotta, you gotta watch that whole scene. <laughs> I know y'all looked at me like, yo, you like you like movies like that? Oh my god, I live. Yeah, that for those. Is oh yeah, awesome. That's great. That's we great film. It really is. We used to spend some Saturdays on. Uh, I think it was Channel Eleven back oh, then with yeah. the karate movies. Oh, oh, every Saturday morning. Man, Godzilla movies. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we killed. I them. love it because you know technology hadn't quite gotten no. right then, so the karate chop. Can, the, the leg can go up, but the sound effect can the be after. Effect. So oh. that's the funny part. Yeah, yes. it'd be off. The sound effect, because we, we had uncles who would oh, come yeah. in, and our whole <laughs> oh, conversation yeah. would be, shh, shh, yeah. shh, shh, Oh, yeah. That's yeah. before we right. That's before we say hello to each other. Yeah. This is coming in for that Christmas. Was, was we hard. come in, shh, 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 kind of culturally lonely because I don't have any girlfriends that I hang out with that right. do that kind of stuff. I'm hanging out with my boy cousins and we're doing it. I'm totally getting, like, me and my friend Patrick get where we always quote lines from Willie Dynamite and nobody is hilarious. Oh my God. When he comes down, when they when they, when they rough him up at the police rough him up, he go, this is lame. So you gotta understand, this is about a 30 year old straight up white dude. Yes. From Georgia. From, from Georgia. Georgia. That loves black, black exploita- exploitation yes. films. <laughs> Pat- it's hilarious. Patrick cracks me up when he quotes Shelly Winters in Black Mama, White Mama. No. That makes oh, me no. laugh. No. Oh, my God. That's- I am over at my desk with tears in my eyes, buckled over in my chair. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're making me. I got work to do. <laughs> we, but that's my boy. We that's need my boy. Patrick here today. We, yeah, we got to get Patrick sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. Next, Wait time, a minute. When next Tom, time you come back, we'll have to get you know Patrick. What I mean? Let me tell you, when Tommy Davidson came to the station, he started quoting. Flex. Uh, see, see? He, he started quoting a whole thing that 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 Tommy Davidson and they were like, it was crazy. It was just like I, I, 
I was speechless. But I hear Tommy Davidson gives it back to you. Oh, like I hear they he, were li- yes, they were like this. Yeah. So I throw I hear he's like absolutely phenomenal. Just he really I'm gonna, is. I'm like tell you, I was this was many many years ago. Back mm-hmm. you know I, I used to do hoop it up, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I was at a comedy club with some guys that we were we'd done an event in Huntington Beach. We're up in L.A. Mm-hmm. Flex. <laughs> Went to the comedy club with my boys. There's like four of us, and uh, we because one of their one of their college friends was gonna be on um, amateur night, mm-hmm. and so then uh, we're they said, well, we're gonna amateur night. We're not gonna finish tonight. So if you're whatever, whatever, we're closing down. So we're like, we had gone to see this guy. So we're leaving, and I, I don't know this moment. You you may know the actress's name. She was uh, one of the. She was on uh, a different world. Mm-hmm. Not she wasn't a main character, but she was she was she was she was kind of like she would always she was kind of tall and she was just she was kind of flighty. I'm trying to remember who that was. I can't remember if you said her name, I'd know it. But so, of course, we're we're leaving, uh-huh. and she she like gets up. She's like, "Hey, where y'all going?" We're like, yeah, "Not like yeah. Cree Summer." No, no, not Cree oh, Summer. Okay, she was like, tall, wait a minute. She wasn't the main character. But okay, she was a regular. Okay, in the crowd of, of the kid. Of the okay, kids. if I if I saw a picture, I would tell you. Right. Okay. So we're we're leaving, and she's like, "Where y'all going?" And you know, I'm like, I'm like 22, 23. So I'm I'm like, "You're talking to me." Right, right. Are you so funny? <laughs> I saw you. I saw you in a different world. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, you didn't go to Bishop Dunn, so uh-huh. that's what I'm thinking. No. Right, right, right. But but she she said, "Hey, Tommy Davidson's coming on. Y'all might want to stay." So we were like, we had already like a couple of us had left the club, I think I know what and they were like, "Hey, can you, can you, you, can you let us back in?" And then whatever we were like, we told them we were with her, mm. so they let us back in. Oh wow! And we saw his set, and keep in mind, I know Tommy Davidson at that point from Living Color, mm-hmm. and I thought he was funny, you know, as a as a goofy guy. His stand-up was outstanding. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. I was so shocked. It was one of the best nights we had, because I think that later that night we went to, we saw Flavor Flav at Princess Club. Oh, y'all had a good good, <laughs> good night. night. That was a good night, brother. Was a big night. But, uh, yes, but it was one, I was shocked. I just didn't, I didn't anticipate it. I didn't expect it. But it just, you know, this is total sidetrack, but yeah. that was a talented group of people. Oh, my Living God. Color Living Color. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. A.J. Sanders. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Because yeah. she's from oh, here. Yeah, AJ, yeah I, I know you're talking yeah. about. I actually she's know you're here. talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. from here. We were just talking about this the other day. Uh, there was a screenshot where Jim Carrey was on Twitter, and he talks about how uh, Living Color gave him his first shot mm-hmm. because he had been turned down by other people, you know, to be a comedian on TV and how the Wayans family and all of them gave him his first shot. Right. We were talking about that. Me and Patrick were just talking about his memorable characters like... Uh, Our Marshall Bill. A v- Venus DeMilo or somebody like that. Oh, man. my God. <laughs> oh, Let my me God. show you something. You know, oh. how, I know. Why is it there with the stuff in the 90s, we can just like this rare, obscure stuff, we can just like spit out. And all of us. All of yes. us can yes. do it. Yes. 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 On command. On was, command. Was, That's true. It was, but I mean, those guys really, they were... Cult, they shaped culture they did. for the for multiple generations and multiple ethnicities. Yes, because right. yeah. everybody watched Living Color. Exactly. Let me tell you, to special. this day, if I'm doing something, I can't. I go, damn it, Gina. Yeah. I, I, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. I can't help it. You know. So let me ask you a question. So because it's interesting, you, just the impact of that whole cast, that whole uh, uh, Living Color cast. You know, black Wayans. Wayans, Wayans, yes. You know. Black owned. Yep. I mean, they they own the production company, all of that. They yep. wrote almost everything. Mm-hmm. Just knowing the impact that they had on culture, for you being an African American woman in media, like, 
do does that carry for you a certain weight? Do you feel that there's a certain responsibility? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. How, I, how do you I, deal with that? Well, I tell you what, you have to set the tone and you have to set it the right way. Because here's the thing, um, people always, you know, you know, I was talking about that buffer being around you. Right. You know, I, I'm like, I always want to make sure I'm inclusive to everything and everybody because everybody has a television. Oh, yeah. And also everybody has a television remote. Yes. Mm. Good answer. That's and, a strong statement, Yolanda. <laughs> and you have the option whether you, if that content is not engaging, right. you have the you have the option right. to turn it on or off. That's right. So I will say this. Mm-hmm as for myself and for my own personal experiences i just i just did a story the other day mm-hmm. i met a tv evangelist and his wife very powerful tv family mm. ev- evangelist family here in the city mm-hmm. and i knew who they were mm-hmm. i just didn't co- didn't connect the dots mm-hmm. and the wife walked up to me and she said yolanda i watch cw33 i like what you guys are doing in the community and she said, uh, she said, do you go to church? And here I'm trying to scream. I said, well, I, I, I go online, you know. I watch online. Or, or as my mom said, I go to uh, Bedside Baptist. Yes, uh, hallelujah. Uh, uh, Reverend Pillar the past on yes. the corner of Spring and Mattress. Yes, Jesus. Yes. You know, but, but, Couch and, and, ministry. And I, yeah, hey. and I was trying to, like, really clean it up. Right. But it taught me that people are watching me that I don't know who's watching me. I absolutely. have no control of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All kinds of demographics, I, I'm too. Tell, when, when I'm te- okay, this is a true story here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm in Tom Thumb one night. This is when I was on my uh, old show at CW33. Mm-hmm. Man walks up to me. I know who you are, little lady. <laughs> and, I, and I stop, and I go, hello, how you doing? Uh, uh, he says, I watch you. Uh, and yeah, that was, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I watch you all the time. You're Yolanda. Oh. I said, yeah. He says, I want to invite you to my gun show. And so wow. I and I stopped and I said, what? okay, what sure. I would love to come to your gun show. And, oh. But I tell you what it taught me. What's that? I well. have no idea who my audience is. <laughs> and, e- and no matter who that is, I still have to be. Yes. I don't care if I if my feet hurt. Um, if I'm tired or if I feel a little weary, take yeah. a little time just to talk to that person. Yes, absolutely. This happened to me just on Saturday. I was behind the counter. A lady you know says why? to me. Because you're a local celebrity and you have your own show. Boom. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> this lady told me, she said, I know who you are. Y'all, I was looking toe up from the flow up. I didn't have, I hadn't even drawn in my eyebrows yet. You know? Oh. And you know, sometimes they can look. You know, early. No, it was real early. Oh. And I might have had a little coverage here and I had my head on. Yeah. I had on. I, I wasn't dressed the greatest. But anyhow. It's okay. And so she, no, so great, <laughs> she recognized me. And I said, and so it was another black woman. I said, how'd you recognize? She said, she said, you know, when you open up your mouth to talk, she said, I recognize your voice. Uh-huh. And then she said, you're not going to believe this. She said, I had just been watching you. And she said, we just, uh, my husband and I just moved here from Houston. And she said, I told my husband, she said, I like her. She said, I love how she's always telling us cool stuff to do in Dallas Forward. She said, and then you hear you come walking in the store and you're at my register. This woman started crying, y'all. Oh, my goodness. And I literally said, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. And I literally went around the counter and I hugged her. And I said, thank you. Oh, And I gave her one of my cards. So it's like, it's like. Those types of moments yeah. with people, because yeah. I, I, it just comes out of nowhere. Sometimes I just don't know who's gonna, you know, right. what they're gonna say or anything. And I'm, and it's always been real positive. 
and even the lady who was the the the, uh, the evangelist, uh, she was the wife of the evangelist, and she was like, you know, she said, I like how you talk to people and and how you're friendly with people, and I was like, wow, thank you, mm. you know. So that that's like a a nice little feather in the cap, and it's like a nice reminder that. You know, even though I may be a little tired and hungry and I got to go to the bathroom, I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I still need to take time to be nice to people because those are viewers. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. those are that's how, you know, when we pay our Atmos gas bill. That's how you got to do it. That's why we get Smucker's jelly on that, my toast. And mm. I like... Smucker's! I like, I like, I like eggs. <laughs> I'm thinking about starting me a chicken farm. Hey, <laughs> hey, wait, 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 egg prices are going right now, what? Jesus. Oh my god. I've just goodness. been introduced to the egg issue. Say, I just you bought some know. eggs yesterday. So I bought some eggs yesterday. Too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I put some eggs on layaway, so you know. You just took two home and come back and get the other yeah. ten later. I'm going to give you a four dollars down right now <laughs> on my eggs. On my brown eggs. <laughs> on my, yes. On my brown my brown eggs. <laughs> hey, don't knock the brown eggs. <laughs> so how does so you got your own show? Yes. I mean like Seriously, mm-hmm. how does that feel? Oh my god! I mean, coming from you I mean RoboCop, mm-hmm. News Fix, yeah, like all of the Disney. produce producing, producing, not even in front of the camera. Oh, you're producing morning after before. Yeah, 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 I know. Wow, I tell people I know how the house is built. Mm. Okay, all right. Flex. Ooh, Dave. So, Dr. Dave. It's That's a word. Ooh. Just take a second to recognize how much of a word. I wish we had is. some church music. Y'all, y'all so crazy. Y'all, y'all need to get y'all. Like, well, I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. This this is something a lot of people don't know. Uh, back in the '90s, there was a, a stand-up comedian by the name of Scoy Mitchell. Scoy Mitchell used to perform at the Apollo Theater back in the day. He and he came from California. He had an agreement with NBC, and he produced a sitcom that used to come on after Golden Girls. And I auditioned for one of the the leads in that series. And um, when I didn't get it, he actually called me up and told me personally. He said, look, Williams. He's coming by my last name. He said, look, Williams, you're talented. He said, but you're not ready for something this heavy to be in this role on a sitcom. He said, you're a funny girl. He said, this is what I'm going to do. He said, I've cast someone else in this part, but I'd like for you to be a core extra. And I said, mm. okay, Mr. Mitchell, what's a core extra? He says, you're going to be on all 13 episodes of that sitcom. He said, it was a hospital show. It was mm-hmm. a hospital comedy show. What he was says, the name of it? Do you remember? It was called 13 East. He said, what you're going to do is mm. you're going to, I'm going to, he said, you'll be on all 13 episodes. He said, maybe down toward like the 12th episode, I'll give you a couple of lines to say. He said, but I want you to learn this business. He said, this way you'll be in the background, no pressure on you, but I want you to pay attention and look. And every time, and every time somebody puts me in some position like that, it really does help me. And he was so right. And I wasn't even upset, but just the fact that he thought of me, he knew what my potential was. He said, let's try this. Let me tell you, my daddy's mama, she lived in the country and she was so funny. So she would watch the show on Saturday nights because it came right on. It had a great time slot. And I never forget, <laughs> my, mom, my grandma, my big mama told my dad, she said, I see Yolanda walking through there with that nurse uniform on. <laughs> Where is she going? <laughs> and so my daddy said, well, big mama, she, she's an extra. She said, she, boy, she walking that hospital hall, ain't she? <laughs> she just couldn't understand, you know, what, what the whole deal was. But I said all that to say this. 
sometimes being in the background is not a bad thing to mm. be because sometimes you're not ready for all that because the overwhelming rightness and not having enough experience. Right, right. But, Ms. but Mr. Mitchell knew, and I, and I even, I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, but my mom always just says it's a sad dog that won't wag its own tail. Mm. I'll say this. I'm glad I had enough humility uh. to go, okay, yeah. That's true. Right. I do need to learn something, and I think that's where, and all of that has played such a major role. I don't have to be uh, the center of attention or mm -hmm. the star of the show in a right. lot of times. It's okay to be ensemble and supportive because there's some people who are already ready for that because they've had that right. life experience to kind of bring them up to that point. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. just can't be dry. You, look, I always tell people you can't be in the Olympics and start training the day before the Olympics. No. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> no. You know, uh -uh. so all of the years of me being in the business, being in the back, background watching and listening i appreciate all those times because that was preparation for this mm. and so um when i talk to people i i tell like the people who are nervous when they're on camera with me i said look we're just having a conversation the camera just happens to be rolling right right a lot of people don't even know and suave knows this later the day we did the holiday parade i was sick as a dog that day and we were talking about an hour and a half being on camera. Oh, wow. And I was just, I was praying to God that day. And people said, yo, you look good. I said, you have no idea. I think that morning I only had like a cup of ginger ale and a couple of crackers. And I was just mm. sick. And I really thought that <clears throat> it was something else. But I later found out I was on some medication that I was having a really big reaction to. Oh, it was wearing wow. me out. But you talking about just having to put my game face on and make sure I'm smiling. Hi, welcome right. back to Dallas Holiday Parade. Right. But, man, when we go to commercial, I would lean back in that chair. Mm. And I was like, Lord, just, just, just hold. You know, a lot of times people don't know what you have to do in order to hold on. Yep. And just because it, just, it, it doesn't look. Everything doesn't look as pleasant as it may seem. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, um, yeah, it, it's 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 tough. Wow. Uh, just like I said, but I know how the house is built. I know um, what it takes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always having a, a bird's eye view, and I've I've also shared this with people: be flexible in your spirit. Mm. Sometimes things just don't work out. Sometimes yep. things happen technically mm -hmm. that that are out of your control. Sometimes you could get a sour-ass guest. Excuse me for saying <laughs> hey, ass. Hey, that's just the truth. You know, you talk to somebody and you're engaging. You're like, hi, good afternoon. Right. And they're looking at you like you owe them money. You're like, okay. <laughs> All right, now so we're going to go to commercial. Right, right. You know, so, uh, but you also are the face and the brand of that, whatever you're representing. Right. And you just have to learn how sometimes not to take things personal. You know, I remember that day we did a, a interview with Karamo Brown. He has a new show on CW thirty three. He comes on in daytime, mm -hmm. and I never forget the the copy came down in the teleprompter, and he looked at it and he told his people. He said, "This is a script from last time." He said, "Me and Lana don't need no script. All we need to do is just talk." <laughs> and you know, I was thinking that, but I ain't Karamo Brown. Hey. He is. And when he gave the cue, I was like, "Look, I did my imaginary cigarette." I said. <laughs> <laughs> That book out on that. I was like, hey, you know, I'm like, okay, if that's what he wants to do, right? He's the producer. Hey, he's the host of that. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, you know, I'm just learning how to appreciate, um, not respond to every barking dog. Mm, yeah, uh, it that's, has to pass through. That's just a good nugget. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just so I mean, much. You're just man. dropping nuggets left and right. Where someone's gonna go back and listen to this over? And over oh yes, just sir. To get her one-liners. Let me just alone. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the Ooh. other three things uh, before you speak. Is it kind? Mm. Is it necessary? Mm -hmm. Um, 
women. What was the other? Is it kind? Is it necessary? I forgot the other one. There's three of them. Hey, them two are Those good. Those two are soft. Yeah, yeah, because um, is it true? Is it oh, true? Is it true? That oh wow, sense. wow. You got it all covered when you you hit those three. Yeah, is it kind, is it necessary, and is it true? And sometimes when you don't know what to do, don't do anything. Just sit and, mm-hmm. and just be quiet and listen and walk. Uh, look, one of my favorite mentors at, at Disney was uh, Mr. Leroy Cooper. Mr. Cooper was Ray Charles's, uh band leader for like over 30 years. He was amazing. I love Mr. Cooper. Mr. Mm. Cooper, Mr. Cooper used to always say the, the smartest person in the room is the quietest person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And I was like, Miss Cooper, what are you talking about? He said, trust me. <laughs> right. And I've learned to be, I have mastered being unbothered mm-hmm. this year. Let me tell I'm you. I'm going to tell you what. You it is, I mean, that's just, I mean, the, that's, bruh, the, the level of. Is, I'm just going, I'm going back and resetting my goals this year. <laughs> I, one of them is I need to master being unbothered. There's so much seasoning and flavor being dropped around here. Oh, I mean, wow. That's wow. And I feel, Did you taste it? I mean. <laughs> It was tasty. It's fantastic. That was scrumptious. Master the feeling of being unbothered. You know what else is really um, something that I I want you guys to really know, and not and and I think and I'm gonna the names will be changed here to protect the innocent. Uh oh. <laughs> you know I um I always say the last shall be first and the first shall be last, and you can tell a lot by people uh, how they treat people. Sure. You know, when they have nothing to offer you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And full circle moment now, you know, there's a lot of people that have been introduced to me or in the past and I've met them on another creative level. And now that the show is happening, somehow people are trying to get in the mix of everything. And and it's not that, you know, you can forgive people, but I think you need to roll that archive of footage back and go, Okay, so do you remember Yeah. And that's when you use credit union voice. Oh yeah. And to me, it's it's it's, it's so so telling mm-hmm. about you know like say for instance, when you get to be a certain age, you don't have to be everywhere and doing everything with everybody. You know, right. nine o'clock is the new midnight at my house. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and that is just my thing. And I remember one of my friends, Kevin Moore, told me Kevin Moore is a blues guitarist, great great guy. He's written theme music for Martha Stewart's show. And one time me and Kevin were hanging out, and um, it was weird. Uh, somebody called him and said, hey, Kevin, we're going to be doing something in London at this castle, and we'd like for you to come over and do this workshop. And i never forget, Kevin told him, he says, oh, thank you so much. I would love to be to attend the castle event, but however, I'm not going to be able to make it. And he hung up, and I was like, what you mean? You're not going to go to London? And he said, girl, I got to pick and choose what, what's going to work for me. I can't mm. be everywhere and everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. I said, boy, you just turned down a gig at a castle in London? He said, said, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. I was like, okay, note to self, you know. But I realized that uh, you have control uh, to pick and choose what you want to do, what you want to be a part of. A lot of people in this day and age need to realize we are always being recorded audibly, visually, Mm. and you have to always be mindful of that and just know that – I realized the other day when I start making mistakes on camera that I, I I shouldn't use an expletive, you know, like you know, oh, I got, you know, I, I need to, I have control of what comes out of my mouth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I need to be better about that, you know, even though it's just like something I did for myself, but those things can be recorded and they can end up anywhere. Yep. They can use it later. Exactly, yep. and you don't want that, so you always you have to have self control and hold on to your temperament, no matter what profession you're in. Yeah, you know, especially us being in TV. 
and radio. Oh yeah, that's that's very important. Your image is everything. Yeah, because people do do judges, and those things will come back, and you don't want that to come back. No, that's you, so true. You don't. You so know. true. Mm-mm. Well, Yolanda, I'm gonna lie to you. This has been Thank just you. absolutely. I appreciate y'all. No, no this, this has been like. I, I, we knew like, we knew this was gonna be fun. We already we knew always that. get along well. We yeah. already knew be good. That. But right. I think the wisdom that you've brought to this discussion and just everything that you shared oh, wow. is gonna be meaningful to a lot of people. Oh, oh, man. And, and you know, excited. and that's the reason why I shared those things with you guys. Yes. Because I wanted you to I want everybody to win. Yeah. You know, uh, don't be hating on me. I, I ain't gonna do it. This is a God thing. You <laughs> yes. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So yeah, and, and I love you all. You are like y'all are like my brothers, for real, yeah. you know. She oh. trying to make people cry. <laughs> Y'all are so, oh, so Jesus, foolish. I just want to just shed a tear. nowhere. I want to shed a tear. Come on, Auntie, raise the offer. Yeah, I know. Keep together, keep together, keep together. 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 Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we, yeah. So we are gonna, you're all going to get out of here, but we're going to play a little game. Oh, okay. yes, 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 yes. Okay. It's a game. It's, yeah. it's, 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 or we're, we're, test, we're testing what we're going to call our game. <clears throat> okay. Today we're going to call it Smoke Shots. Smoke Shots. Oh, I love that. Smoke Shots. Hey. Smoke Shots. <laughs> we, got, we got some more on the table, so next week it might be something different. Smoke it might be something shots. different. So, so this is a which do you prefer. You just pick one or the other. Okay. Okay. All right? Cool. All right. There's no wrong answers. Okay. It's just which do you prefer. You got to do it fast, right? Uh, you got to do it fast. Oh, right. my God. Okay, great. All right. Okay. Movies. In the theater or streaming? Theater. Football or basketball? Basketball. Oh. Hip-hop or jazz? Hip hop, Jay Z. Really? Wow. Okay. Hey, right, we'll go. Okay. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Jay-Z sorry. Jay Z or Sting? Sting. Mm. TV. Martin or Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince. Mm. Brisket or ribs? Ribs. Ooh. Singing or dancing? Oh, both, man. You can't do it without the other. Oh. Well, singing probably. All yeah. Right. Really? Yeah, so it got, it's, it yeah. started it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Singing got you there. Yeah, singing got me there. Yeah. So that's what we call that's our seven smoke shots today. So, so what you want to know about the hip hop? Why did I say hip hop? Yes. I'm you want shocked. me to tell you? Okay. First hip hop record that I bought was Eric B and Rakim. Oh, Eric you. B for president. I was walking down the street oh, in, less. in Harlem. <laughs> I was say walking. Less. I was walking. <laughs> no, I was walking down the street in Harlem. Yeah. And it was on a big, it was like the 12-inch record, the Zamba, and I walked past a record store, and they were blasting it out the door. My aunt lived at 155th and Edgecombe mm-hmm. in Harlem. Mm-hmm. She, I'm going to tell you, she worked at WBLS in New York. Oh, yeah. And I walked past, and I walked back, I said, who is that? Yep. And I went in there and bought three copies. I bought one for my brother, one for my sister, and one for myself. I remember that. It was either Eric B. for president or Eric, um, my melody. It was like, they, was, they were on the A and B side. They were flipped. E- uh, e- either one, uh, just legendary. Oh, my oh, God. oh, girl, don't do that because we've been in this. Dun, dun, so, dun, what we need dun, you to do, though, we just dun. need to do your mic check on the way out. Oh, Mike. Oh, you want me to do my own? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, microphone check one, two, one, two, <laughs> numero uno, ace in the place. Yo, I rock the mic with a pretty face. I'm not <laughs> conceited, I'm just convinced. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> 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 oh man, bro, this was, this was fiery. Fiery. <laughs> fiery. 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 <laughs> we gotta do this again. It, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna, it's gonna be as good as this. this super man. high balls. Oh, bro, oh super high. <laughs> Y'all listen, this has been the first episode of Pretty Funny. Uh thank you, Yolanda, <laughs> thank for being you. so freaking amazing oh. as you always are. 
Thank you guys for I love you y'all. listening Thank you. wherever you are. For watching uh, wherever you are. Watching wherever you are. Because you know they're trying to watch because we got two of you today. We, what we you? got Pretty B. Revis and Pretty Yo. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. You got the same makeup artist? No. I'm just, oh. Wow. <laughs> See, this is stuff I deal with all the time. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Being pretty ain't easy. Listen, it's y'all. It's not easy. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for being here. Uh, and remember, Juan, what should they always remember? Whatever you do, don't stop till you get enough. However, should you find that you've had your fill, we recommend back up off of it. Shut it down. Oh my god. Keep it moving. Cut it out. Let it breathe. Don't do it no more. All right, y'all. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Say goodnight to mama. Good night, mama. The proceeding has been brought to you by Smokey John's Barbecue Sauce and Barbecue Rub. It's for your meat. Suave, you were supposed to warn me. <laughs> <laughs>